0: Thank you for listening to Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Body. This is Episode 48, Act 1, Ashraf Hasham, Justice is the GPS, recorded October 1st, 2021.
1: It started up now.
2: Hey, hey, TA audience. Welcome to Teaching Our Issue podcast. This podcast is research recorded and produced on the unceded lands, water, and air, stewarded by the Canarsie and Muncie Lenape peoples in what is currently known as Brooklyn, New York. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a part of our global community. We invite you to invite your peeps, colleagues, and friends to join our community and subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and now we're on Spotify, but really find us on any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and head over to teachingiristry.org to check out all the new and exciting things that are happening there, accessing our episodes, guest bios, our video series, merch, and much, much more. So it's December, and it's a time to reflect. And um, I'm still in in the process of reflecting and haven't quite gotten to an articulate point yet. So I'm going to try that in the next episode. But I wanted to just say that um, one of the things that I am uh, recollecting, reflecting upon is people, people and connections with people. My ability to connect with people. Um, and so that, that is related to this, this month's episode, Ashraf Hasham. So my introduction to Ashraf is that, um, I was invited to be a guest on Creative Generations podcast called Why Change? And Ashraf was the interviewer and we had never met in advance. I never, never met him until we were in a Zoom room together. And ver- like before hitting record, immediately I was at ease. I was really vibing on his chill, but energetic vibe. And um, throughout the course of that conversation, I knew that I wanted to have more opportunities to engage with Ashraf. Um, and then I listened to him on um, friend of the podcast, Quanice Floyd's episode, uh, podcast, um, black admin, uh, black arts admin bitch. And uh, again, I was just sort of like, who is this dude? I can't, I like need to know more. I'm, I love it. I love everything about it. Um, so knowing that he's based in Seattle, uh, when I went to the Pacific Northwest this past summer, late this summer, I, um, made sure to reach out to him, uh, to see if we could hang while I was in Seattle. And so, yeah, I did a three, like a cool, fun, amazing, like three hour tour of Seattle with him and Tina Lapadula, um, because they work together and and they're just like dope, dope, dope people. Um, and so (laughs) I took, I, I drove to one part of to one part where I, I t- took a ferry, um, into Seattle and he picked me up from the, he picked me up from the ferry and like, I hopped in his little like hatchback car. <laughs> and, like immediately, I just felt like this is just what we do. Like it was felt like we'd known each other for years. Like we almost like, like we grew up together and like, I'm just hanging out and like, we're riding around town to find, you know, find our bar and then hang out at our bar and Tina's like strolling up and <laughs> just like what what is this I like it I'm digging this a lot um so it doesn't surprise me that this particular conversation um yeah the shape of it is a little bit more pear shaped than the normal it's a little more in- meandering but like ultimately we end up hitting on really interesting topics, like we learn more about Ashraf's current position, um, how, how can we show up for ourselves when we do the deep work that we do in this field, how can we support members of our team, and centering justice work around young people. Yeah, so I'm excited for you to listen to this because it's a real window into, I think, who both of us are um, as individuals and who we are together. So here is episode forty-eight, Act One, Ashraf Hasham. Justice is the GPS. Hello, Hello. Courtney J. Body. What's going on? Welcome to Teaching Artistry. Yeah, um, what's going on is we've been jamming for a while, actually, before we even started, and I like it. I lo- I love your vibe. Oh, thank oh. you, and I you, and I yours. <laughs> So you you have uh, interviewed me and now I get to turn the tables a little bit onto you. Um, thank you so much for uh, accepting my invitation, and um, so just to give you a little a little snippet, the podcast Teaching Artist celebrates artists, culture, and equity, and I am absolutely super excited <laughs> to learn your journey in the arts in general and arts education, um, and. <clears throat> one of the things that I, I feel like when we taught, we've talked together, we hung out in Seattle. You gave me a little tour of Seattle. Um, and I feel like I have a sense of what your life is, but I can't wait to like dig in a little bit further. Um, I think, um, from my perspective, yeah, you just, you've got, you've got a really cool view on work that we do I think it's it's um, different than I, than mine, and I think I have a lot to learn from it, actually.
3: That is so sweet. Yeah, I'm excited to to get in here and talk a little bit more about my journey. And um, I know your work in uh, like your work is also very different from mine in the sense that I'm in like a public space. I'm in i I'm at the City of Seattle's Office of Arts and Culture work wise, and um, certainly uh, New York <laughs> and the busy streets are a little bit um, a little bit different than Seattle's meandering, um, you know, gray walkways, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> tree-lined walkways um, Yes. so yeah it's it's gonna be i'm excited to see what we can uh, we, we can cook up together uh, in the yeah. time we have today
2: let's do it let's cook let's get cooking um so sounds like you're doing good you're doing all right
3: I'm doing all right. I've had a rough couple weeks ish, in the sense that like um, things have felt really hard lately, mm-hmm. <laughs> work wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I was just telling you before that um, I got to go away and um, surprise a friend with a with the bachelor party uh, after actually he had gotten um, married during COVID. But um, mm-hmm. we had we we. Surprised him with a bachelor party in Atlantic City. And it was fucking fun.
1: Yeah. It sounds
3: so corny, but it was just like the neat and most necessary corny. <laughs> you know, something you just, sometimes you just need like a guaranteed good time. Um, and it was just nice mm-hmm. to have a Labor Day outside of Seattle and feeling a little bit more like normal again. Um, you know, like a, like a post, like a pre-pandemic type of thing in yeah. the post-pandemic world. You know, it just it felt a little bit... Um, dysphoric or something
2: I remember how excited you were when we met up that for like the that three hour period <laughs> that was in Seattle I did a three-hour tour in Seattle oh um, um, it was so fun it was it was a lot of fun you and me and Tina hanging you guys showing yeah, me around yeah yeah T- Tina we've interviewed Tina so um shout oh, out no. to Tina Lapadula oh yeah oh yeah um, but I remember you talking about that. I think one of the things that I'm, I'm recognizing, cause you're the you fir- you're not the first person I've heard say something like that about, um, recognizing that we're not, so we don't have to only be confined to the walls of our homes. Um, even though it felt, it has felt as such for so long, um, and one of the things that I I've been sort of blessed with this this entire 2021 is that I've been able to have pockets of time where I go to someplace else, and maybe because I live alone and I'm I'm I don't have kids, you know, so I have a little bit more freedom and flexibility, especially working so remotely. So like wherever you are, you can work from there, <laughs> um, or take a vacation and go elsewhere and. I definitely had to think twice or so to, to consider like, do I want to get on a plane? What do I want to do? But most of the places that I was going were, uh, you know, like a two hour, maybe a three hour plane ride. So not, not too terribly long. But then when I went to, I decided to go to Portland and that I definitely had a, like a, palpitation moment before I went to the airport did you have the same I I had the same I was wondering what it was and I was like it
3: can't just be that I'm carrying <laughs> just like hella bad <laughs> way too many clothes in my bag <laughs> you know? like, uh, what is it what could this be and mm. it was weird I had to like I had to like express it out loud I was like I'm I feel like I'm having a panic attack or something I'm feel like i anxious or something's happening because um, no something's not right and then my boo uh, in her infinite wisdom told me you know maybe you should put on sunglasses you know sometimes it's as easy as just like changing some of your senses and boom i put on sunglasses and like 90 percent of it went away (laughs) that's awesome much better so i kept those on just like uh the little kid and in big daddy remember that yeah those magic glasses they work
2: yeah i actually feel like i i um i think that that was a a very wise sage thing to say of your boo little things she also keeps these um
3: these little uh earbuds but not the ones that come out with music or anything she just mm-hmm. keeps little like you know earplugs I guess in her in her bag and she puts them in her ears if she's in like loud situations it's a new thing she hasn't she hasn't done this forever mm. um, but it's like oh what what a way to control your environment without mm. having control of your environment you know yeah. like, that's pretty dope
2: What are ways that we can find to control our environment when we can't control the environment?
3: Oh man, music is helpful if I can ever, you know, if I have, if it's like a larger space, you know, if I have control of at least my, what is my soundtrack in that space?
2: Mm. I do love a soundtrack.
3: Yeah, maybe, maybe it's, maybe that's distracting sometimes.
2: <laughs> but you know, it's interesting because for me, I actually love, I think music helps me, having music on helps me to actually concentrate on something else. Because I don't need to, unless it's, unless it's um rap, because then I'm listening to the, the me- like, not just the melody, but the, the actual, like, I'm trying to make meaning. And that's hard because then I can't, that's not hard. It's, it's good but then i can't concentrate on something else <laughs> but yeah like when when there's music playing i can do a like editing i could read things i can i just can do a whole lot of other kinds of things while music is playing and it makes me very very like it feeds me Exactly, I yeah. find myself just like nodding mm-hmm. to
3: beats and like getting into the zone, and my like vision changes a little bit. You ever have that where like you kind of go into like not tunnel vision, but like you like, yeah, you like kind but of, you can zone in. You kind of zone, yeah, but it's like mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I, it's funny because like when the pandemic like initially. It feels like forever ago. It does. But like I, you know, I had such clear systems for what worked for productivity in the office. And then I have a lot of projects that I do on my own and how that worked. And everything was just like chaotic and ridiculous. And I've, I've literally gone through multiple systems to try make it work or figure out how to make, make, help me like track the things that I know and how I like to live in terms of like doing my, doing good work. Um, but when it first happened, I was, you know, I was a mess. And then I like maybe a month or two in, um, I was like, I need, something's got to change. And so I ended up seeing or working with a Reiki who was doing distance Reiki and basically, yeah. So basically like I'd seen her before and basically the, the con, the setup is that you set the time, you send her your address and then it's 45 minutes where you, like, relax. You, like, lay down on your bed, light a candle, just, like, quiet. And you're alone. And um, and then she sort of taps into your energy and something happens. And then she sends you a report, like, an hour later, like, via email. Whoa!
3: so you give her your physical address.
2: You give her your physical address so she can, like, find you on the map and, like, like tap in into the universe and into the energy that's in your, like that's you in your space. And then she sends you a report. Oh, that's wild. So like, if you're in person, you're usually like laying on a, like a massage table and she's just like laying energy near.
3: Not touching you. I'm not touching you.
2: Not touching. Exactly. But she's like putting energy and you might have like a physical something or other that she asks, do you want me to support? anything or any ailments or other sorts of things that you'd like me to focus on. So anyway, so that the first one, the first one was, um, she, she gave me a lot of great things cause it was short. That was shortly after my mom had passed. So there was a lot going on there. But, um, one of the things that she said was you're not listening to music enough. You're struggling and you need to play, have more music in your life. Wow. Yeah. And so I was like, Noted. Got it. Okay. Yes, you're right. Like there's something, and then you know something shit started to shift, and now like in in different times in my day, like music is playing whether it's in my ears or I have a speaker, and just music. I like I take a shower, and that's where like big ideas will come through. Um, or if I'm walking somewhere, always earbuds in, music playing. There's you know just something. Or commuting, like that used to be my commute, and now I don't commute anywhere, and I barely leave my house so
3: does that mean your music uh, listening has also subsided a little bit
2: Mm -hmm.
3: what have Um, you been listening to lately is there a song that's been stuck in your head
2: well now i so okay uh now you're getting into my like who who is Courtney musically um so okay my my people my people that i listen to a lot are beyonce sam smith um Dua Lipa right now is like the soundtrack of my life or or helping to like just create a little bit of like yeah just just like that Elton John do Lipa oh I love it so I love it so so good so I have that so that's the new that's the newest like playlist between actually beyonce's not on that one but um there's that and then I just downloaded um
3: do you create playlists
2: oh I have so many playlists. Yes. You're one of those. I'm one of those. I'll listen to an album and then I'm like, great. That whole album can, then I can like create a whole like, like world. Yeah. And like figure out like, who's going to come in, where, where am I right now? So they're like, like, for example, the, we're Beyonce's on many different playlists, but like there's one with like Alicia Keys and um Jeunet, uh, Janelle Monet and Beyonce so it's like all my black women like holding me up and like, you know, um and like you know, the, the beautiful cacophony of different kinds of um genres. Um and then right now I'm very much in the like I I don't know, I think I feel very close to breakups like you've hurt you've hurt me kinds of albums. <laughs> even though I'm not necessarily in that place in fact I'm in a very like happy place but like there's something about those kinds of songs that just so that's why Sam Smith like always it's always like why don't you love me I need to let you go like any of that I'm all about it (laughs) what about you what's your what's your jam
3: Uh, Right now, um, gosh, I've been listening. This one song has been stuck in my head for a little while now, and it's so good. Um, It's called Everybody, Everybody by Black Box. Mm -hmm. It goes like, um, everybody, 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 Mm -hmm. everybody. Mm So good so anything disco like you know in this case um actually that song came out the month and year i was born so i feel like i have a little bit of a connection to it mm-hmm. that's, that's how connected i am to that song right now
2: that's making me think about um this other song that i don't know the name of the band but i used to love it and i was always like what is this why do i love this song so much but it's like if you are sure you're connected the writing's on the wall but if your mind's connected stumble you my fault stumble you my fault yes
3: sneaker pimps i think did this. i just <laughs> yeah, love that off. song i totally feel you that's the same vibe of like just kind of keeping it moving it's like walking music right it's like yeah. dancing while you're walking music
2: exactly that's how Dua lipa is doing it for me right now like when i walk outside like my my hips are swaying i got a little bit of an extra pep in the step cuz i'm walking to the beat it's it's good it's really oh good.
3: that feels so good that feels I almost I forget about those sometimes and then like like weeks like this where like, like I've had a kind of a tough couple of weeks yeah. I like I'm like ooh podcasts aren't doing it for me because <laughs> like you know I have mm-hmm. you know we all have like some sort of regimen where we you know with our showers or with our walks or with our cookings yep. or with our whatever we're doing we have a podcast on and for me like you I stopped listening to um stuff over quarantine just simply because I wasn't commuting and part of that's like NPR and so like I got to get my NPR somehow so yeah. I try to do that my morning podcast um life, but uh um but this it just wasn't doing it for me. I was just like deep in my thoughts and so I just needed more music to like, you know, if I'm gonna be in my thoughts, I might as well or in my feelings, I might as well also um, you know, see where this takes me. Yeah. <laughs> of course all the songs that come on relate to you somehow and you just find meaning in the things. <laughs> and oh, so, yeah. it was uh, it's healing, right? It's liberatory and it's so yeah nice.
2: music is I think is like it takes you places the music and 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 swimming for me, uh, have similar impacts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned you've been swimming a lot. Uh, yeah yeah I've I've am swimming. I'm a swimmer. I'm a swimmer. I'm gonna own that. And swimmer. I'm a swimmer. Talk about I'm swimmer it. Be about life. it. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, in fact, I'm moving to a place because it has a pool. <laughs> Two pools, I hear, pools and a hot tub. Two, two pools <laughs> and a hot tub. I was like, I want to live in a building that has a pool. <laughs> Does that even exist in New York? Like, so that was your search. You searched for that. Wow. Yeah. So I, I, so it, it, right before I went to the Pacific Northwest, or for a while, I've been sort of window shopping and sort of thinking, what kind of space do I like? What, what's sort of making my eye like? like when pupil grow and and what, you know, what are those features in an apartment where is it located is not as important to me. Although then I started to say like, you know, I really like this neighborhood. I don't want to actually leave the neighborhood, but I'm ready to move forward from my building. What does that mean? And so then, right. And so I sort of paused it when I went to, but right before I was like, I don't know, I don't remember why, but I I was looking at a building and it had an outdoor pool. And I was like, wait a second. (laughs) is that possible? Is that a world where there's pools in buildings in New York? What? And it just sort of blew my mind. I was like, what if Still don't really believe it? What if that's a, that's a thing. Right. And then while I was in, while I was in Seattle, no, I was in port, I was based in Portland, but I did go up to Seattle. But while I was in Portland, I was able to swim in the outdoor pools and that was fantastic. Swimming all summer long outdoor pools New York City I went to different pools all around the city so I got to go to different places in the city that was really exciting and so I did the same thing in Portland um and then they closed they closed a little bit earlier than I left so I had another week and I was kind of sad because I was like oh I'm not gonna be able to work but then one of my friends who lives out there works for a gym and was like we have a pool I'll give you a day pass which is And so while I'm like swimming in this like deliciously warm, delightful pool with like old ladies in the big, in the other part, like exercising their legs, it was so, it was so fun. I just had this moment where I was like, what if this was my life? Like, what if my life was just swimming? What then? Like, what, what would you do? Would you be like somebody who starts swimming in channels and like, in oceans because I don't, I only swim in pools right now, but like, what if this was your job? Like, how would you make this your job (laughs) because you're really good when you have a job. Right. And then it just got to that place of like, Oh, if I had a place where I could, I didn't have to drive there or commute there. And then what, how would my life, what would my life look like if I were able to have access to a pool, like basically 24 seven, like is that real? And so when I came back, yeah, I def I was like, all right, filter that in. Let's see. And most of the places that came up within my my rent range, my budget were in Jersey. And nothing against Jersey. Jersey, lots of people in Jersey listen to this podcast and we love we love you. But I'm a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker and I I While I was like, ooh, these are nice apartments, these are nice buildings, they only have outdoor pools. I'm looking for an indoor pool because I, what happens in the deep, deep, dark winter? 65, 365, 365. And then there was this place five blocks away from me where I remembered the big old building was being built before my very eyes. And I didn't have any, I didn't care about it because I was like, ugh, <laughs> oh, how many houses got knocked down for that? So I've, I've had to wrestle with the both end of my life.
3: Hey, you, you're allowed to be a gentrifier
2: <laughs> in your own neighborhood. You've
3: been there. You've been there for 10 years. Yeah. There's, um, yes. there's this joke that this comedian named Harika Nabolu told about um, him being brown and being, you know, and gentrifying the neighborhood. But nobody mm-hmm. really identify him as a gentrifier. He wasn't visible right. as a gentrifier because he's a brown guy and um, how guilty he felt. And I remember distinctly that feeling of guilt when I was living in Harlem mm-hmm. uh, when I was in college. Um, and, you know, it's a privilege to be brown in some certain situations, right? And, and maybe uh, we should take advantage of that and not feel bad about it.
2: Uh, you know it's it's interesting because i I'm the kind of person who thinks about something for a really long time, and then I just jump. So sometimes it feels really fast, and other times people I like when I really think about it, it's like it seems fast to the outside eye, but I've been thinking about this for like five years, <laughs> not this specifically, but but I was I was window shopping like i was I had a conversation with somebody a while ago and was like, that was a big deal for me just to reach out to somebody who does this, right? Now this has become a session about me. I'm sorry <laughs> anyway but i but it it does it does take me back because there is something about like I've been in this building for ten years. I moved in this building in in two thousand eleven from a neighborhood just north of here, so I've been in Brooklyn for eighteen years, and the entire time that i've not the entire time, but most of the time that I've lived in Brooklyn, I've lived in neighborhoods where the majority of the folk uh were black brown west indian caribbean um in uh cultures and i'm 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 yes i'm black but i'm not caribbean so i there's a there is a, a respect that must be paid to those those who are you're surrounded by i believe and so in, in the various buildings that I've lived in, I've done my best to be respectful, to learn. I dated somebody for a long time who was Haitian, so I really, like, tried to under, better understand uh, his family's culture as best I could. But it, 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 there is a moment where it's like I I do feel like an outsider and I do feel like I'm pushing in because there's a whole bunch of things I don't understand and I don't know if I ever will. Um, and I, I think that's okay because people are embracing you and, or me, you know, people have been embracing me and I really appreciate that. You're doing it right. I, I hope I am.
3: Intentionally, um, you're at least having the conversation.
2: Yeah, but I also am conscious of the fact that like, yeah, I, you know, I, yes, I'm as a black person, I am, I'm like complected. And so there's some, there's some very specific privilege there. Um, so when I walked over to look at the unit, I was very conscious. Like I was consciously trying to figure out like, what is the neighborhood? Like what, what is surrounding this particular building that I know is very nice and having looked at the images, uh, and then walking into the space, it was just like, this is crazy. I don't like just in the lobby. I was like, I don't even understand what's happening right now. But while I was waiting for the rep to come and pick me up to, you know, bring me up to the unit. I was watching the people walk through and I was like, okay, okay, this is making And then like, as we were walking in different parts of the building, I was like, Oh, this isn't, an- Oh, I- okay. I'm getting this better. I'm, um, this is making me feel great. There were kids. There were, it was very, very diverse. Like I saw a lot of black people, which made me so happy. Um, and like kids playing on playgrounds. Yes, there's a playground. Like it just, like it was one of those moments where I was like, Oh, this is, this, this is actually going to expand my world in a way that I don't know if I understand yet. Um, and I still have the possibility of continuing to support the community itself from, you know, a a different kind of building. So that's where I am right now, <laughs> but I haven't moved there. I move in a few weeks, but
3: <laughs> and they will be ready for you, and they yeah will not know what life was like before you. Yeah.
2: Would you say that you're an artist?
3: Would I say that I'm an artist? I would. Um, and Excellent. I would, and I wouldn't say that I'm like like uh uh an artist in the traditional sense. When I my my relationship with that word is that everybody's an artist you know i really do believe that like life and 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 uh elements of life are all on a spectrum it's a it's a little scroller bar and we're all somewhere in there and artistry is one of those and it's not like a box you check it's uh it's it's a dial you know you go up and down and and creativity I think flows um and part of that cr- Part of that creativity comes out in different ways, right? Ways you never really considered to be art in the first place, but uh, but is kind of the magic that you put out there. So I think I put out magic. I think you put out magic. I think we all do. Um, and I think that's art. I think that's artistry. Um, just the way we are in the world, the way that we flow, whether it's like taking that extra step uh, when you jump and, and put the ball in the hole, or maybe it's taking um, that extra Uh, swing when when you're dancing you know and uh sometimes just spinning while going to the garbage can like whatever it is right maybe it's just the way you introduce people or uh, Mm -hmm. the type of handshakes that you offer or, or the daps as it were
2: and so in terms of a dial or a spectrum like what what do you gravitate towards when you're expressing yourself
3: i feel like the way i put myself out in the world is um is intentional, and so I like put attention into like, like what colors I'm wearing, and like what that, uh, and and maybe not actually in the front of my mind, but always subconsciously, um, and yeah, like, and I've said this before in different spaces, but more, and every time I say it, I believe it more, which is like, I'll put a group group of people in the room together, and we're gonna have a good old time, you know, like the art of like inviting. Um, inviting the conversation how do you how do you what what was the question we asked earlier how do you create uh how do you change the space you're in if you have no control of the space how do you control the space that you're in when you have no control of that space i feel like i can actually um most of the time i have a handle on it Uh, most Mm -hmm. of the time i can control that um and and um yeah, be able to bring out the best in people, I hope, right? Like, be, be able to bring out the most collaborative, most, uh, most excited, most um, joyful in folks, because I'm modeling it myself, right? Yeah. Where we are what we see. Um, sometimes we just need signals to, to take us there. If it's okay for you to be yourself, for me to be myself, um, then it's okay for you to be yourself.
2: you were you were reminding me of something that i was like where did i hear this but i think i heard i think i saw it on a trailer for the red table with jada pinkett, pinkett smith where you you're saying like i'm modeling i'm model, i'm modeling how we can be together and um that that was making me think like oh if if i if i'm thinking about like what energy I'm putting out into the world helps you to understand what energy I'm asking for actually back. Boom. Yeah. Well, golden rule situation, huh? Hmm. Which is different than like, treat others as you would like to be treated because that is like a, it's related, but like that concept is more like, you know, it's (laughs) yeah. And it's, I think a little, probably closer to something that's not real. You know, like you say, like, how do you want to be treated? It doesn't always mean that you treat other people the way you want to be treated. Right. Whereas if I'm, if I'm, you know, shifting energy in a, in a, in a space and I'm, I'm coming in with this like cool, interesting, uh, curious energy, let's say, then that's likely helping you to think the same oh and like picking up on that energy and like oh so now we're both curious and inquisitive together and that's creating some sort of spark yeah that's that's an exciting thing to think about but
3: it's it's and it's not all the time it's it's (laughs) people get exhausted i'm exhausted you know like these last couple weeks like i've been saying. And it's just been like a little tough and I feel like I've lost a little bit of that magic and it takes time to regain it right that is to say refuel or like fill your cup you know whatever mm-hmm. metaphor we want to use but my cup was empty for a little while and I, um, and I, and, and I, there was a few times in that that I just showed up in spaces and I just was not, I just was not out of myself in fact I cried a lot in these last couple weeks <laughs> oh, I because I haven't been able to show up in that say in the way that, yeah. I, that I want to and in, in the magical way that I know is possible and that I've had the endurance for and that I've had the curiosity uh, for and it just got me so sad I was so sad I am better now it's been a week or so since I've uh, since I've been at the lowest of them and it's not a big deal it's just like I had a couple conversations with some coworkers, and I'm managing somebody right now that um, deserves the best and the most and I just can't provide that for them and they won't accept what I can provide and we're just not meeting each other anywhere and I'm beginning to lose a little bit of hope and that's coming out in ways I didn't know it could and I'm just disappointed that I didn't do better and we all have moments like that you know yeah. i try to i try to have perspective and like not beat myself down about
2: it something that i've been also in a in a headspace around is like how can i give i don't feel like i'm giving enough i don't feel like i have enough time and um my my coach my executive coach was like well what do you need and i was like i need space i need i need to like keep you know you know, keep going on my health journey. And the more I pour into myself, the more I can give others. So I just want to offer that to you that like you, you just said that you have a lot of endurance for that sort of giving and output, but you do need to take time for yourself to refill your well, refill. And that that's okay that you take a, mo- a little bit of incubation period. Um, wh- however that looks, Because you're going to be, you know, able to do all that again, very succinctly, because that's who you are. But you know, we can't we can't be at 100 every single day, every single minute of of the day. It's just it's, it's not fair to think that you can't like, it's not fair for us to think that we I like, okay, I'll sorry, I'll talk about myself. So I can't think that I can give all the time without ever giving to myself. Right. And so that goes back to the music that goes back to the, um, swimming and you know, like the, what else can I do for myself? That goes to like me changing my life because I'm, I'm ready for it and opening a, you know, an attic door and saying something that I thought was not possible. I signed a lease. It's happening. It's happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and at the same time, I'm like, I, I, now I can't say yes to like projects for the next month because my project is packing up my apartment and getting myself into this new place. But I have to say that to myself because I, I do like somebody asks me for something and I'm like, ooh, I can do that. I Can I? No, I can't. <laughs> I'm such a yes person. All I <laughs> want to
3: do is just say yes all the time to my detriment, to my chagrin.
2: I also wonder about like you were talking about walking to work, you know, sometimes I, I know it may not be joyous all the time because you, you have to walk with masks, but maybe like one of the things I used to love actually, when we did work in the office more regularly was walk and talks, like getting out of a room, getting out and just walking with somebody else. And now because walking is another thing that helps the brain, right? So just getting out of the office, for us, it was a little challenging because we were on 42nd Street, right? So where are we going to go where, like, we're not going to be harangued and harassed and, like, crowded? But going over to Bryant Park or even sitting, like, on the – they've made parts of Times Square more pedestrian-friendly. So, like, sitting someplace around there or or in a coffee shop. Like, it's just something to get out, out. or we, there was a there's a roof terrace so going upstairs and going you know just something to ch- break things up so i i wonder um you know as you're having or able to have like frank conversations with your colleague you know going for a walk and having that conversation that might help cl- you know clear or change the energy i don't know I just, yeah, I don't like, I don't like you being down, but I also, I want, I think it's important for you to feel this way too. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause you, I think you, you have a lot, you have a, we have different energies, but you remind, there's something about your way that reminds me of who I have, have been and like to be. <laughs> Does that make sense? That's a compliment. Yeah. Oh, oh is it? okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'll yeah. take it as one. I'm taking it as yeah. one. Uh, I mean, I just think, I think that we're, you are also like, we're, I think the cycles of energy, like, like community energy shifting also is becoming shorter and shorter. Like how people feel last week will be very different than how they feel about the same exact thing two weeks from now. I try to be flexible. I try, unless I think that where you're going is like, No. That's not. That's not it. <laughs> and then I will just be like, Ooh. "Do you ever
3: notice that feeling of like, uh, of like, oncoming cynicism? Like you just feel it coming on. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, I used to feel this way about this thing, but then." not today <laughs> yeah. know, like that's something I've been feeling lately too
0: mm-hmm.
3: and that's again it's... part of that disappointment in myself of like mm, you can do better than this believe I gotta watch more Ted Lasso or something I don't know yes.
2: <laughs> yeah sometimes you just need something that's like frivolous as well because you do deep hard work we all do. You do t part work
3: too, man. I'm so impressed with you all the time. <laughs> the type of work you get to do is, uh, is kind of life-changing, and, and uh, it takes a lot of our energy, and it's wrapped up in our identities and shit, right? So it's 100% all the time, and it never stops. Me and Tina talk about that all the time, as yeah. far as shit's wrapped up in our identities, you know, or work, oh, yeah. our play, play. And- I think
2: that the, uh yeah I mean my identity is super duper wrapped up. <laughs> I just hit my 18th year anniversary of working at the New Forty Two New Victory.
3: A 18. teenager who I'm is a teenager. out there. It's a teenager it's... who is emancipated.
2: So, <laughs> Ashraf, what do you do? What's your title? What's your role? Where do you work?
3: What do? I do? Okay, so I work at the um. Seattle as we talked about earlier we, we met in Seattle Seattle Office of Arts and Culture and I worked there with with Tina Lapadula yeah. who we talked to a little while ago and mm-hmm. um it's the dopest I grew up here in Seattle and uh, and working in the Office of Arts and Culture has been a dream for a long time and um I feel fortunate for a lot of reasons I feel like I've had many dream jobs um, and and um, and I've also skipped a lot of levels on ladders. And that has not been the best, um, I think, for me or others. But um, I'm so glad i am landed where I am. And I think it just proves that, um, you know, everything happens in the timeline. It needs to happen. You know, shit's timed very, very specifically. Um, and we're all a part of that, right? Like, uh, it doesn't have to be a sort of fate fatalist situation like we're making choices all the time we're changing our fates all the time mm-hmm. um and something about all the buttons i pressed along the way got me um, to this this level in the game and um yeah i'm blessed so the work i get to do at the office of arts and culture is is fun it's i get to manage an amazing team of like rock stars um i would even say like have you ever seen that whoopi goldberg uh Movie called Eddie, where she, uh, where she manages the New York Knicks. Yeah. Oh yeah. My yeah, my yeah. job is like Eddie. I feel like Eddie all the time. Where you know mm-hmm. this is the magic part, right? Like if it, if if it's not the last couple of weeks I've had, and even Eddie's had those weeks, right? But um, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, Eddie is a movie where Wh- Whoopi Goldberg gets pulled out of the stands um, as a season ticket uh, subscriber. It's not what they call basketball subscribers. <laughs> Season, ticket, season holder. ticket holders, that's yeah. what subscribers <laughs> um, to the Knicks. She gets pulled out of the stands and becomes the coach of the New York Knicks, um, and like is is now coaching a bunch of prof- professionals, rock stars. Like, but there's something about her that they need. Which is the team building? The sort of like coming right. together under like the base level of what you're doing and why you're doing it, and like that refresh of understanding that like, um, yeah, that 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 refresh button that you have to click, right? <laughs> um, let's people understand who they are and the greater makeup of things and reprioritize their values and 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 how they move about the world. Um, and do it a little bit better, and do it a little more together. So she created a team out of a bunch of people who are just individuals. Um, and I feel like that's what I'm, I'm doing right now, and I'm, I'm super blessed to have done it, to mm-hmm. be doing it. I'm also like often, um, the youngest person in like my territory. So like mm-hmm. this is not the first time I've managed people who are like way older than me, or even a little bit older than me, but. Um, in like life experience and also in age, right? Like uh, many of these folks have kids and um, and and uh, and are married and all sorts of things, you know. And I'm I'm not quite there yet. Not to say those are the only sort of markers of achievement and success or or life experience, but um, but I'm super blessed to be able to manage this amazing team. What we do at the Office of Arts and Culture is is the youth programs and youth investments. The creative economy initiatives and investments, as well as the grant-making programs for community-based uh, artists and events and festivals and um, and groups and collectives and creative youth development organizations and all sorts of things. Uh, it's basically a lot of the sort of external-facing programs of what you think about as like um, what what a, a good arts ecosystem looks like, um, especially in this case, like. the, uh, the, all the programs that, that, that work with young people, um, in the schools, right? We invest in arts education in Seattle public schools to make sure every single student has access to an equitable arts education. We, uh, come up with programs that, that incentivize creative workers to like be here, stay here. And, um, and, and we got their backs, right? We're creating opportunities and jobs and, uh, and whatnot for them. We also have grant-making programs that, um, that, feed people feed artists and organizations just general operating budgets and uh, and rent you know for uh, for many folks um, just by being you know an artist and and we're trying to take away as many barriers as possible and 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 really um, one of the best parts about working at the city's office of Arts and Culture is that we have this amazing race and social justice initiative Seattle's had this the city of Seattle's had this race and social justice initiative since the early 2000s and um, it's kind of amazing um, that the first thing we think about is is race when we think about racial when we think about equity at large right and yeah. that's where we have to start because that's where all of the um, disparities just point blank um we can see them um on the map uh just according to race alone um and then if you add home language family income if you add um the neighborhood you live in a zip code like oof uh, you have this sort of quilt of exacerbated inequities and, uh, and oppression through systems that people can't control. And so we're trying to just put a dent in justice, right? Which is like getting people what they need (laughs) to Mm -hmm. pay the rent and maybe, um, have a little bit of fun at school that connects them to, you know, the mastery of whatever the hell they want to do when they grow up or just to have fun. Um, that, that is a lot of work for one department. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, it used to be. So what happened this year is we combined the youth team and the grant making team and the creative economy work has just been growing throughout uh, simply because of sector needs recovery, right? Mm-hmm. And the, and there are federal f- funds now flowing towards said recovery, which is needed and um, and not a minute too soon. <laughs> um, so there, there's going to be, and, and we owe, of course, the workforce needs these creative skills to stay relevant and stay fresh and stay away from automation, right? Like, and young people are the the best chance we have, and if we center Black, Indigenous, and other people, or other young people of color, then we know that they're going to be the ones at the front door of, of this new economy. Which, yes, is probably going to be gig work related, but it'll be high wage because you'll have these creativity skills that'll get you somewhere. Uh, so you won't have to just push buttons, but you get to actually problem solve and collaborate and communicate with your fellow person and 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 do complex things. Um, and maybe yes, maybe learning how to code will be helpful too, right? But I don't know if you'll need that in the future. I think mm-hmm. uh, maybe it, it'll be something that um, many people want, but I think creativity is really all you need.
2: As you were talking, I was thinking about a, a couple things. One is we haven't heard your your like you said you grew up in this area in in Seattle, um, but there was something about what the conversation that we had before that I think is inside of what you just talked about in terms of young people. If we center young people, the young people, as they get older, will center young people because they had a model of people as adults centering them as young people. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I, the life that's that a, a lot of these communities
3: just rely upon, right? Like this is, this is not new, right? And maybe it looks a little bit different um, depending on the generation, and maybe the, maybe the, you know, the the the, the act- actions are different, but the intention is the same, right? Like we just mm-hmm. want to make sure we're lifting each other up, and folks have a positive role model um I feel so corny saying positive role model but that's like honestly so big it's so Mm -hmm. many communities and 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 young people specifically just need um somebody who looks like them ideally who can Mm -hmm. who can provide at least a sense of like okay there's options for me you know like um -hmm. I didn't really have a ton of that but I had some of it and I'm grateful for it and um the what 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 I yeah, I actually didn't have a ton of it at all, but I did, I, what I've been trying to unlearn is like what, um, whatever the dominant culture is and how it has, um, sort of trained us to think about things, uh, transactionally versus transformationally, right, and, um, and, and that's that's kind of the unlearning that I'm 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 happy to be able to do this early in my career, right? Like I'm, <laughs> I'm like so stoked that I'm so young because I can like figure this out. I'm 31, just for the record. I'm just trying to like be real. Um and and I feel like this is the perfect time to unlearn. Cause if you're not uh if you're not actively unlearning and then and then putting a stake in the ground for what your values are, for what your next phase is gonna be, then uh, the relevancy is, is coming up short.
2: You feel me? I do. I very much do. I, the unlearning is is real. It is so, so real. I, what I really want to say is the transformational piece, the transformational um conversation, that's what I think that teaching artists have the capability of of building is transformational change that, you know, so so frequently the system the systematic or the system, um, the systemic piece is, is transactional, but the work that's underneath that, that transaction can and should be more transformational. And how do you take that same, you know, how do you in, invert maybe? Is that it? Or how do we do, do we turn the tides on the systems that be, that set up the possibility for this transformational and help more transformational systems to take root
3: yes you drift i think <laughs> you drift from one yeah. system yeah. around the fucking white supremacy culture and, <laughs> and and the oppressive uh systems that are all around us and you create a whole yeah. new bubble
0: thank you for listening to episode 48 act one of teaching artistry with courtney j body ashraf hasham justice is the gps join us next time for act two This podcast is edited and produced by Ben Weber. Christopher Totten is the director of creative content. John Waldman wrote and performed the theme song. Tim Palin designed the logo. Visit us at www.teachingartistry.org and head to the pod shop at the top of the page for merch. Twitter us at TA underscore artistry. The gram at teachingartistry with CJB. And now on YouTube. Check out the Teaching Artistry with Courtney J. Body channel and watch We Can't Go Back. Like our page on Facebook, listen to us on SoundCloud and Spotify, subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, and be sure to share this podcast with all the teaching artists in your life.
1: Let's start it off now.